Hi, my name is Emeka Morrow and welcome to Growth is Personal. Each week, I share insights and strategies that will equip you to accelerate your personal and professional growth and bring you conversations that will empower you to thrive in life, career and business. Welcome to Growth is Personal podcast. Today again, I bring to you a fantastic and phenomenal guest. I mean, she I was sold out in one of the, the, the podcasts I listened to her and I said, you know what, we have to get her on the show for the kind of insight that she shares. So today we have none other than Sherika Sanders. Sherika Sanders is a wife, a mother and an accountant by trade for over 15 years. She holds a bachelor's degree in accounting from Devry University, an MBA from Keller Graduate School of Management, and a master's in human resource management with a concentration in leadership and organizational behavior. By the way, I also studied a master's in human resource management. So we are, we are the same, <laughs> also from Keller. During her years as an accountant, Sherika progressed through various roles from revenue accountant to corporate controller. She worked to develop consolidated business processes, post acquisition, financial integration, and fresh start accounting upon emergence from chapter 11 within seven months of initial filing during her time as an assistant controller. Sharika resigned from a role as a corporate controller in 2022 to take a leap of faith. Hear that guys, to take a leap of faith and start her own company and transform the GAP. The GAP is an acronym for Goals Assigned Achieving Purpose powerful where she helps professionals in corporate america address and i believe is also corporate canada as well for those of this in canada address and eliminate the roadblocks and challenges that are hindering them from growing to the next level in their careers she's reaching back to help other professionals overcome obstacles she experienced during her tenure in corporate america sherika believes transformation starts in the mind She's taking this journey with other like-minded individuals as she continues to walk into the she she was created to be. Hallelujah. I felt like shouting hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a powerful profile there, Sherika. Um, it's so it's so great to have the conversation with you today, Sherika. I know beyond what I've read, the more that you reveal in the course of our conversation, but welcome on the show, Sherika. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is a great honor and I really appreciate the compliment uh, from what you heard in, in, the, in the other podcast. So hoping I can deliver even more for you today. <laughs> yes, I know. I know you're going to crush it. And, you know, for for me, it's it's about, you know, the impact, the impact that we make. And oftentimes when we look back at our stories, uh, on our journey, there's always something that we can give to those who are coming behind us or those who are with us on the journey that can also make impact. So, yes, definitely. We're going to go straight into the conversation, Sharika. Let's talk about your background. When we talk about personal growth, when we talk about, you know, realizing our vision, I always want to start from where we all started from. So what is your, give us a context to your background that can help us you know understand where you were and where you are today what has the, what are the things that have shaped you who you are today sherika go ahead you know what honestly it was being comfortable in the beginning with not knowing 
So I'll even go back to many, many moons ago when I was in high school <laughs> and I wanted to go to school for psychology. And it, it was just because I didn't really know a lot about it, but I'm like, it sounds cool. And I think I'm a good listener and I can talk to people and just really not understanding all the different layers that's involved with that profession. And I remember my Spanish teacher asking me what I was going to school for and she didn't really speak good English. And so she, I told her psychology and she said, oh, accounting, that would be so great for you. You're so good at math and you're so smart and all these things she was saying. And I was like, huh, I am good at math. I don't mind, you know, like that's not a bad idea. Like, why did I think of that? And so she doesn't even know it, uh, but I ended up switching what I was going to school for from that like one conversation because mm -hmm. it just sparked something in me. And uh, I was always a year ahead in, in math. And so, and a lot of people think, oh, I'm not good at math, but these days people use Excel and everything else. So everything else does the math thing for you, but, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, that's how I how I started with it. And I still wasn't exactly sure, you know, how, what I wanted to do within the accounting space. But I, I went to school. I really enjoyed the courses. So and that's when, you know, I say be OK with not knowing because I, I didn't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And at, you know, 17, 18, you're not expected to have all the answers. But I think because I took time and paid attention to what I was doing. I owned it. You know, what the, What are the things that I like about this? What are the things that I don't like about what I'm doing? And then let that kind of guide where I was going. So mm -hmm. it started out for me and doing accounts receivable and billing and then transferred to um, revenue accountant, accounting ma revenue manager, accounting manager. And it just progressed on and on and on and on. And had someone asked me, you know, 20 years ago, or honestly, probably 10 years ago, I would never have seen myself where I ended from where I was at that time. So, you know, I would definitely say be okay with not having all the answers as long as you're working to figure it out. You know, what mm. makes you happy? That's first and foremost. What makes you happy? And then what are you good at? What is it something that you like to do? Because this day and age with all of the entrepreneurs that we have and all of the different business ideas, you can pretty much make a living and a successful living from almost anything. So mm. I, I would say that uh, just, you know, take what you're good at, take what you like to do and just be comfortable with the unknown as you work your way through it. Hmm. You know what? You just started off with a hot gem, right? Right, right off the bat. You said, "Be comfortable with not knowing it all. Like, be comfortable with." And that is that is so important to start this conversation because I believe that a lot of times, what keeps people back, what keeps people stuck, is the fact that they are afraid or not just failing, but getting disappointed where they to an extent we want to be we want we enjoy certainty we know we we want to be in a place where we have everything all figured out and we're not looking like what are you doing like a fool right but mm -hmm. but getting to the point where you realize that it is okay to not having everything figured out not knowing what the next steps will look like but willing 
the willingness to say, you know what, I'm going to take the first step. Yes. And I'll figure it out. And I was talking to someone recently and, you know, she asked a question. And one of the things I said, is she, I think it was around the fact that, so she was asked a question. She said she didn't know. So it was an interview. I asked her a question around, so do you know how to use social media? Because she didn't realize or she didn't think that that job was going to involve handling social media. Mm. Right. And she was not the outgoing type or she was not the type that liked being herself for social media. So automatically she defaulted to say no. Yeah. And when, you know, the whole interview ended and she wasn't, you know, given the next, you know, the next step in the hiring process, she asked a question and said, hey, what was the, you know, you know, feedback? And she said, well, we wanted someone who understood social media or who was willing to. And she asked, you know, that why is it that she tend to say that? And one of the things I said was that you have to be comfortable to put yourself out there, even though you don't have all the answers. And once you have that mindset, it helps you to tackle those questions, right? When they say things like, what, you know, can you handle this? And you haven't done it before, but the willingness. So how yeah. you can frame your response should be that, even though I haven't done this, but I am willing to do this, or I have done this before, but when we tend to, you know, um, shut down ideas because we're not comfortable or we don't know it all, mm -hmm. we stop ourselves from opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a good conversation starter right there. Terika, let's talk about growing bigger and growing better. Um, and when it comes to setting goals for a future and having a vision, you've done a whole lot for yourself. Like you, you, you became a corporate, I think you rose to um, a corporate controller. What does that, what, what does a corporate controller do? In so it, it manages all aspects of accounting. The role does. So your, your cash, your monthly journal entries, control, reporting on all of the internal uh, expenses within the company. There may be some level of budgeting involved. Uh, the role can be very expensive depending on the company that you're with. So the last company I was with was a smaller company. So I also had HR under my belt, accounts payables, paying the bills for the company. Uh, I was signing checks and, and just a whole plethora of, of things. But basically, all facets of accounting are going to come under that controller umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the company, the next role up from controller can either be the CFO yeah. or a VP. Some companies that combine the VP and the corporate controller. But next up, ideally, is your CFO and then CEO. So mm -hmm. uh, great position to be in, uh, one where you know I received a lot of exposure. I worked with pretty much all of the executives within the different departments. Uh, and I had a great team and I've always had a great team because if they, if they didn't start out a great team, we became a great team. So hmm. I've, <laughs> I've always had um, a great team of people that I work with, you know, handling the different areas and just making sure that, you know, responsible for making sure that we reported on time for the monthly financials, that we kept an eye on our cash and how much money we spent and making sure that we stay within whatever our criteria was supposed to be. Uh, and just, you know, being our, our, our best selves. Uh, I will say the accounting team, that group is one that's considered non-revenue generating, meaning mm -hmm. we don't bring any money in the company. So it tends to be an area where a lot of companies will hire light because they want more of the sales and the marketing and, and, to kind of throw money that way. And so it's about figuring out the best way to meet the demands 
of all of these different reporting and bank requirements that we have while keeping our work-life balance and keeping our heads on straight. And so you find that the people within those groups tend to work closely together and mm. uh, always become pretty tight-knit. So something I really enjoyed. Awesome. So let's talk about growing bigger and better. Um, I know over your career, you've you've had you've had to grow, and you've had to you know have a, a bigger vision, and even until you had to move out to start your own stuff. So let's talk about setting goals and how is how important is goal to growing better and bigger? Very important. One, how do you know where you're going if you don't have a plan to get there? or you don't even know where you are right now. Mm. You could be really close. You could push something out of the way because, you know, using your example of social media, someone may really, that position that they need to give them that exposure, that may be that one thing or that one piece that they're not familiar with. And so they completely throw the whole thing to the side. But if you have a plan in place, you're more likely to take action. You're more likely to stick with it and say, okay, well, this is another stepping stone to get me to where I want to be. So I think that setting goals is very important. I will say with my accounting background and education, one of the things you mentioned that we have in common, the master's in human resource management. And a lot of people would ask, well, where did that come from? You hmm. all accounting, you're working in accounting, you know, and, and then now this human resource thing. But what happened, I had a goal that I wanted to make sure that whatever team I, I managed, whatever team I worked with, that I provided an environment where they felt like they could thrive, where they felt like they could speak their piece, as I say, uh, you know, where they felt like, felt like they had the opportunity to grow and I would help them with that. But I was with a particular company where the morale was really, really low and employees just, I had a great team and we worked well together, but it wasn't just about my team. It was about, you know, everyone mm -hmm. and the corporation. I was just like, uh, things are kind of off, but I don't really know if it's just me or if this is how it's supposed to be or what. And so that's what really encouraged me to do that. That's what encouraged me to set that goal because I wanted to make sure that I was showing up as the best version of myself for my team. And mm -hmm. so in saying that, don't let what other people think discourage you from setting your goal or going after your goal. Because mm -hmm. had I listened to all the people saying, uh, uh, human resources, what are that? Because that's what I got from a lot of, you know, what is that? What is that all about? What are you? And it was a great help. I learned a lot. I was able to really grow even better with my team and enhance our relationship and carry that with me. So never be afraid to set goals. Never be afraid. If you have that inkling, something that you just really want to do, that desire, then go for it. Put hmm. down, put your plan in place. Again, going back, you don't have to know all the steps in the beginning, but just know where you want to be. And I would even say, if you know that, you know, I'll take my corporate controller position. If I wanted that to be my goal, then take what you do know and then try to work backwards so that mm. you know what you need to do to get to that point. Hmm. Take a step backwards to know where you want to be to get to that point. I think that's that's a that's a, the the part where people find it very difficult to 
to achieve their goals. Like, okay, how do I how do I set goals, or how do I achieve the things that I want to achieve? And you just said, you know, one of the ways is to take a step back and ask yourself, and I want and it's something that is very important. Like, for example, you can say, I want to become a corporate controller, so I go look for corporate controllers job description or something mm -hmm. like that and see what are the requirements of this role mm -hmm. and where am i right now what are the gaps and what do i need to know to be able to get there and mm -hmm. then figure it out you know by taking a course or taking a class and one thing you also said was the fact that don't shut down the idea of setting a goal or pursuing your goal because of what people will say i think yeah. that's also very important in this day and age because a lot of times people tend to limit how far they go based on what they see around them or yes. what they hear around them. Like, oh, um, I haven't seen anyone done something like this before. How my show is going to work, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then that that alone, it's a it's a it's a yastic that, that they're going to pursue it because someone else hasn't done it, right? So that's you know that's something that you shared that was really powerful. I wanted to emphasize on. But can you share your a personal journey of how you then set your goals or create a vision for yourself for the future? Because I know you've shared something like that in the last one of the podcasts I, I listened to where you talk about, you know, the challenges you faced and all. But let's talk about how then do you then create a vision for your future? What, how, do you, how do you do that? So it goes back to main two things of what makes you happy and what are you, what can you do well? Because typically what you can do well is also what makes you happy. Uh and and even if what makes what you want to do isn't that thing that you do well, you you still put whatever that immediate goal, that's not that immediate goal, whatever that goal is, put that on, on top. So in keeping with our example of the corporate controller, if that was my goal, and you actually just said one of the main things, find someone who is where you want to be. Find mm -hmm. someone who is where you want to be and see what they're doing. And that doesn't mean you have to necessarily mimic, like become them, but right. they're always take different people. And I mean, like LinkedIn is a good place. You can look for people with that title, take different people and see like, okay, well, I like that this person has a team and works well with their team. I like how this person seems really technical and they have this, you know, these particular skill sets. So find people in that role or in that position where you want to be. If you want, if you have a business idea and it's something that no one else is doing that, then then look for other entrepreneurs who are successful in whatever their craft is. So initially find whatever it is, set that initial goal. And then you kind of work, you work backwards because when I was a um, revenue accountant, I didn't really know what it would take to be a corporate controller. I just knew that that was a position that was there. And honestly, I didn't think that it would be me. Hmm. You know, I thought that there would be many more obstacles and much more education and all these other things that were needed. And so hmm. don't, don't automatically set yourself up. Don't count yourself out before you even get in because hmm. all you're, all you'll end up honestly doing is wasting time. And mm. if you get your goal and you focus on your goal and you stick with it, even when people try to tell you no, that that fight, that wherewithal will have people come back and say, you know what, let me OK, let me see what I can do for you. And so for me, it was as a revenue accountant, um, number one, it was my work ethic. 
So hmm. others saw my work ethic and that was how I received one of my first promotions. Uh, we had this huge unexpected uh, layoff in the company that I was with. And there was me and one other person in my position. We both started at the same time. We were both like pretty level as far as everything else. Skill set. We started at the same time. They let her go and promoted me. Hmm. And it was my work ethic and my attitude. Uh, which, you know, I was just being myself, but they saw that I came in. I was willing to help when I could. If I didn't know, I wasn't afraid to say I didn't know. I asked the questions, you know, with, hey, I want to make sure I get this right. So that was honestly the first stepping stone for that first promotion with that particular company. It was all about my work ethic. So when people get caught up and not setting goals because it's, oh, well, I don't have the skill set. It's not even about that. You can learn a skill set. They can teach you a skill set. You can go to school. Mm. You can watch mm. a video. On, there's so many ways you can learn these days. But when you show up as you, when you show up ready to work, people will bend over backwards to help you get to where you want to be. So, yeah, definitely put that goal in mind. And then I would just say, OK, now, what did it take to get to that point? Oh, well, it looks like they were a manager first. Okay, but what did it take to get to that? Because if you're not really sure of the steps, work backwards until you get back to where you are. And then you have at least a basic foundation of what you can do and say, oh, okay, well, that first step from accountant to manager, this is what it took. And hmm. then you can start making the the many steps hmm. between the, the the bigger, you know, the bigger pieces. So I, I would say definitely start there. And if your goal is looks too big, then you're on the right track. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> then you're on the right track. If it's, oh, I can do that. You probably need to think a little bigger. Hmm. Yeah. Let me start by, you know, one thing you mentioned around work ethics. And I think a lot of times when we try to set goals yeah, and in, in terms of the things that we're trying to pursue, our future and all, we tend to see, look at what are the, you know, for example, what are the hard skills? So things that I have to learn, you know, maybe a software or a particular program to be able to get there. But we fail to realize that there's some, there's some required soft skill to be able to level up, to get to that position. And you mentioned something around work ethics. The fact that you are able to develop the attitude at work that's required for the next level. Because there's, there's a way you work to step into leadership position or to step into leadership. You can't just, you know, be, you know, or whatever goes, the, the way you pay attention to detail, the way you are more visionary and all of that, it requires a different kind of thinking. So a lot of time people are looking for growth opportunities or want to grow. They don't see that there are other things that are, that are not really visible that are required to step up. Are you, can you stand pressure? Can you, um, are you able to speak up? right yes. and be able to stand on 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 a particular point of view and you know so so what you just shared is so important because i think a lot of people miss that and they go for the hard skill and most times for leadership they're not really looking at if you can use this particular software can you lead mm -hmm. people can you have a conversation can you communicate your ideas and thoughts these are the things that a lot of people miss out and they go for the things that they can see like the shiniest things okay i have to get this certification it's good yes. But is it required for the next level? So yes. I wanted to share on that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I always say, present yourself where you want to be, not where you are. 
So hmm. just because you're an associate doesn't mean you have to dress as the associate. Dress as the partner if that's where you want to be. Come on. You know, wow. if you're in a team, don't, like you just said, don't be afraid to speak up if there's a an assignment. And I think that was one of the things that kind of set me apart from the other young lady that I was talking about, because they would give us things with us both, both being new to the company and, and new in the role. And the person who was actually in the role before us left before we started. So neither of us had anything to like we were just in the in the dark, basically. Right. But we knew there were things that we had to do. And so I was like, okay, here are the accounts that we need to look at. Let's split them up. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's get this going. Let's, let's work together and figure this thing out. And I remember she made a comment once. She was like, well, okay. Uh, so when do they let you know? And I was like, let me know what? And she said, when do they let you know when you're that, um, that you're my manager. And I was like, I'm not, <laughs> we're on the same level. We're, we're the same. And she was like, well, you're the one that comes up with all of the plans that puts the meetings in place. That's, it just needed to be done. Hmm. It needed to be done. So, so I'm doing it. And you will have people who, and she was receptive to it, but you won't always have people who are receptive to it. But if you're genuinely just trying to get you know, the job done, genuinely just want to do better for yourself in whatever role that you're in. Just know that when you have that company, you must be doing something right. Hmm. Don't let that discourage you. Everybody is not gonna, going to be uh, 100% on your team. Everyone is not going to be for you. But I can honestly tell you, it's people who may not have liked me even. But I remember one lady it seemed like she used to always look at whatever I did and try to find something wrong. And I'm like, why does this lady look like, what did I do to her? And I remember someone called me about a job and she apparently worked for that company. And they were like, we got a great review. We've already got a, a great reference. And I'm like, who? And it was that same lady, the same one who was mm. always so mean to me and always trying to pick apart everything I was doing. But when it was all said and done, she couldn't deny my work ethic. She couldn't mm. deny the type of work that I put out. She couldn't deny the type of person that I was and how I was able right. to get along with everyone. Right. So be so good. They can't ignore you. That's right. You know, that's right. Yeah, be so good they can't ignore you. And even when they say things that might seem like they're, they're, they're not for you or they're against you, just keep being yes, keep being you and do what is right by you and do yes. what is and put your best foot forward. Because yes. at the end of the day, oftentimes those people who are against you will become for you when yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. They may not like it, but they will respect mm. it. They will mm. absolutely respect it. Great. How do you how do you set goals? that align with your vision you know this is a vision the future mm -hmm. and goals together how do you is there a template so to speak that you have to use to set goals that align with your vision i think how and however you know some people do vision boards some people have reminders you know everything is on your phone these days they may put write it down with an actual pen and paper on a computer, whatever. For me, uh, right now today, I have a note that I made at the end of last year that stuck to my computer. Mm -hmm. And and my goal is that within it, within a year from that date, 
I'm going to make a million dollars. And I have this goal set here. So as a reminder, when I'm sitting here of what are you, are you doing something to work towards that? Are you being productive or are you just being busy? So mm-hmm. I, I think one of the, it, it's different for different people, but you can do it several ways. Some people have post-its up in their bathroom mirror to remind them every day of, you know, this is what I need to work towards. Some like mine is here on my computer. I also have as the wallpaper on my phone, some goals that I wrote. So every time I look at that phone, when I turn, unlock my phone, the first thing I see are those goals. Mm -hmm. So I, I think as far as the method and where you have them depends on the person. But I will say that whatever it is, it should take more than just your power to reach it. If it's something where all it's going to take is, oh, I just need to get up. And actually, it could be something that small. But let's say your goal is reading, reading more because you're trying to learn a new skill set. Then if I want to read, I want to read more because I want to learn this new skill set. OK, well, when do you want to learn that new skill set? Uh, well, I think within the next six months. OK, so what is it going to take? for you to do within the next six months. Well, I'm going to have to take these courses. Okay. So when can you take those courses? Well, they offer it in, you know, starting at the beginning of next month. Okay. Well, let's write that down. And what is it going to take for you to take those courses? Well, the course costs a thousand dollars. Okay. Well, do you have a thousand dollars? Well, not yet. Okay. Well, what do you need to do to work on having a thousand dollars by next month when that course starts so that you can then go on and meet that, you know, that goal. So I think it's it's baby steps. You have to make your ultimate goal. And then there are going to be baby steps that it's going to take of little things that you'll need to do. So in the reading more, I don't have enough time in my day. Okay, well, what about getting up an extra 30 minutes in your day? That's Mm -hmm. going to give you that time. That's your dedicated reading time or, you know, whatever you want to make of it. So it's this is my goal. This is what it's going to take to reach my goal. This is what I need to do to get to that. It's it's the little baby steps are what it's going to take to make it. If you say my goal is to get this certification and that's your sole focus and you don't have a plan, you'll never get that certification because you'll still be saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to look. Oh, I for-. but when you break it down into bite sized pieces, that makes it a little bit more manageable for you. Oh, OK, I can get up an extra 30 minutes. But if you say, oh, I want this certification and that means I'm going to have to spend an extra five hours every day studying. If you're not doing at least three or four now, you're not going to go from zero to five. Mm. So make it make sense for yourself. Don't set yourself up to fail. Because a lot of times we get goals and we get excited about an idea and we make this elaborate plan and then it just falls to the wayside because Mm. we try to go from zero to 100 when maybe if we had gone from zero to two and two Mm. to four and four to six, which also means you need to be patient. Right. Patient with yourself first. (laughs) Be patient with yourself first, but be patient and know that it's a process. Because oftentimes when you get it quick, you lose it quick. So Mm. be patient with it. Work through the process because you'll tend to learn different things about yourself as well. You may say, you know what? When I get up an extra 30 minutes, 
I find that I'm, you know, I'm bet I, I have a better day. I'm refreshed. I'm not groggy. Whatever it may be, you know, that extra time really helps me out a lot and helps to to make me get it through the day versus before I was just laying the bed to the last minute. But I also realized getting up this extra time, I'm not as rushed. So it's it's little things about yourself as you work through your goals and work through your plan that will help you to succeed. Mm. And don't be afraid. Don't I don't believe in telling everybody everything because, you know, I, I don't think everyone is there for you. But if you have that person that you can trust, that, you know, can hold you accountable. I think accountability is huge so that when you say I'm going to get up those extra 30 minutes and then you say, oh, well, I haven't been able to do it that week. And that person that says, oh, that's OK, friend, you'll get it next week maybe that's not the friend that you need to work on that goal with. But if you say, oh, crap, I didn't get up at all this week. And that person that says, OK, well, what are you going to do about it tomorrow? What are you going to do to make sure that it happens? Do you need a call? Do you need me to help you? You know, that's the one who you want to share those goals with, those mm -hmm. goals with where you know that you're going to be pushed, where you know that you're going to be held accountable to make it happen. Hmm. One something just dropped in my, my mind while you were talking is that the bigger the goal, the bigger the accountability. Like you can't have a big goal and not have a big accountability. Like yes. it, 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 it just makes sense from what you're saying. Like you want to achieve this, but yet you are you have accountability that is letting things slide, you know. Okay, we can do it mm -hmm. sometime the time. No, mm -hmm. if you have a big goal, then you have to have you have to take the accountability of that goal seriously. Because a lot of times, what makes people not achieve goals is complacency. The fact that they're now comfortable and they feel like they can always do it tomorrow, right? Procrastination, yeah, but complacency, where they're comfortable, where they are right now, and there's no accountability to say, hey, you should be doing this at this time, you should be doing that. So that just dropped in my, my mind as you were sharing. Yes. Great. Let's, let's talk yeah. about discomfort and, and how we can leverage that for growth. Like people tend to see discomfort as something that shouldn't be a part of growth like growth should be enjoyable <laughs> so talk to us about how do you how do you embrace discomfort and see it as something that can you know that can be a catalyst for growth so i heard a story just yesterday and um it was about uh scientists took a, a certain type of tree i don't remember the type of tree but they took a particular type of tree mm -hmm. and they put it in a controlled environment so that all it had to do what all they had to do was water it and it would grow it didn't have the impact from rain it didn't have the impact from wind it didn't have any of that and the tree grew really fast but as soon as it was put in the elements it fell down it mm. would it, it became uprooted and what they learned is that the tree, although it doesn't grow as fast outside in a normal habitat with the rain and the wind and all of that, but it tends to last longer because it had all of those things making it stronger. It had mm -hmm. all of those different unexpected elements coming against it so that it made the root grow stronger. And so that when the heart of the rain, the heart of the wind, the heart of whatever, it could withstand it mm -hmm. because it had been through it versus and so that's how i think about with goal setting life is going to life it's not going to stop things are going to always happen and so you have to make sure that you stay focused on those things that 
you want to do. Challenges are going to come. Uh, if we don't want to go to that next step within our goal because, oh, I'm afraid. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't. You have to get out of that. It's just, just that simple. You you have to find a way to work around that because you'll never know how far you can go if you don't push yourself. And you can't push yourself without being uncomfortable. You can't grow. You, I, I One of the companies I was with, we acquired probably 20 different companies while I was there in probably a five, six year time frame. We acquired about 20 different companies. And so it was always bringing the companies in. We had to do change them to, are we going to change the company and make it look more like us? Are we going to leave it as is because people know that brand? And with all of these changes, we used to have a lot of change in management and a lot of change in headcount because who, what employees are we going to keep and not keep? And it was very frustrating and it was very uncomfortable because it was almost like you didn't know what to expect one day to the next. But what I realized when I went to another company and we went through something very similar, it was, everybody was like, how can you be so calm? How are you so, you know, this is so frustrating. This is so aggravating. <laughs> but, because I've had to deal with it on a, on a with something else that helped prepare me for this. And so I would always look at those challenges as something that's preparation for something even bigger. The greater the challenge, the bigger the reward. Mm. So accept those challenges. It may be really hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there are some big things that really come up and you're like, crap, it looks like everything is coming at me from every different way. Take your moment, whatever, however your, your faith takes you whether it's a meditation, whether it's in prayer, whatever you need to do to just take a breath. Take a breath and calm down and try to regroup. And then you have to get back to it because you're always going to have, to me, change is a constant. Things are always going to change. Things will not always go with plan, with a plan. But sometimes it's those moments where things seem the most out of whack Using that example where we had that layoff, it was unexpected. No one knew what was going on. Everybody was wondering, like, is this my last day? Like, what is happening, you know, here? And I received a promotion. You know, had who would have thought? When I got up that morning, I thought I was going to work to do whatever I did mm -hmm. as my daily job and go home. I would not have thought that half of my department would have been let go and even other people and, you know, other departments and that I would be leaving with a promotion. So take those challenges as a stepping stone. Just take mm -hmm. it as a stepping stone for knowing that when I get through this, not if, but when I get through this, not only will I come out stronger, but now I'm more equipped for that next level. Mm. But yeah, take, take, it's uncomfortable. I, I know it's it can be really uncomfortable, especially for people who have to control everything and have to know the next step. And then you have this something that comes out of nowhere. And oh, my God, how am I supposed to deal with this? I didn't plan for this. This wasn't part of the, you know, the program. All right. Well, it is now. What are we going to do? Mm. What are we going to do about it? So, you know, I used to always tell my team. Uh, my door is open. I'm not a shoulder to cry on, 
but my door is open. That meant we can have our issues. We can talk about it. We can have our moments of it. Now, what are we going to do about it? Hmm. Let's fix it. <laughs> right. Okay. You've you recently moved from, you know, corporate America to entrepreneurship, starting your own thing. Now we'll talk about that, but I want to say, I want to ask how can, or what practices can people can help individuals or help people tap into their creativity uh, and envision a desired future? Like what are the things that and we can use your case as, as, as a, as a case story here, how, what did you do or at what, what were the things you had to do to be able to create that future where you now said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this and I'm going to start something else, um, start a new venture. How do you bring down to practical terms? What are the things that people can do to be able to make that switch? So I'm going to tell you the way it, you should do it. And then I'll go into what I did. <laughs> into what I did. Cause mine was a little bit, I think unorthodox. Mm. So if you know that, and this is for anybody, I think if you, you'll have a certain level of uncomfort typically in whatever space that you're in. And that's what happened with me. I was at a level of, I'm, I wasn't as comfortable anymore in what I was doing. I realized it didn't bring me the same joy that it used to. And I'm like, I, you know what? I'm just not sure that this is really for me. And if you are, the, if that happens with you, or if there's just this one thing that you've always wanted to do and you're feeling like, you know what, now is the time. Well, the best way, if you can find a way to carve that into, make it, I would say like a part-time, I don't want to say hobby, but maybe job, start looking into it how you can do it either on the weekends or in the evenings to get your foot out there, see if that's something that you really want to do before you take that big leap. You know, get your foot out there, see how, what it would take to start marketing yourself, Tr work to try to build up your clientele on. And these days you have so many things on social media. So I'm sure there's a platform and all the various platforms mm -hmm. that would cater to whatever your, your target market is. But start putting the fillers out there and getting an idea of, I have this idea you know, is this going to work? So I would say that first, maintain, if you're able to maintain your your day to day. And that could mean setting boundaries to say, you know what, I can't work 60 hours a week. I need to at least scale back to 45 or 50, which should be more than fair. Mm -hmm. And focus on this other thing that you want to do. And as you see that grow, grow you can then start to take small steps away from that nine to five or that day to day, if you're looking to go from, you know, your nine to five to more of an entrepreneurship type role in, in your life. So definitely set your goals because you want to make sure that you're making progress. So say, okay, this is where I am now. You know, this is how much money I have to work with. Uh, hopefully there's some savings there. Uh, and then say, okay, in three months, I would know I'm making progress if I'm at this stage at six mm -hmm. months, if I'm at this stage. So give yourself some sort of goal setting or, or many, many deadlines or goals to kind of measure what you're doing. So that way you can substantially say, you can definitively say, 
I know that I'm making progress. I started from here, now I'm here. And even if you wanted to take that leap and say, okay, I want to grow this, it will help if you're looking at investors, if you're looking, if you had to get a business loan, all of those things, because now you have a track record that you can show. I was able to handle this successfully as a part-time thing. And now I'm going into it full-time, you know, look how much more I can produce. So I think that's a better way. Uh, for me, I did have that same level of uncomfort. I will honestly say, had someone asked me a year ago, yeah, it was actually about a year ago, uh, if I would have my own business, I would no, me, no, I like my steady check. I like knowing where it's going to come from. I like mm. all of these comforts. I like my bonuses and all the so-called comforts that corporate America provides. But it was around this time that I was, I started to get uncomfortable and I was like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but something's just not right. And for me, I did a fast. Um, and I did it because I just needed to, like I said earlier, I needed to take a step back. I needed to clear my mind and I needed to just like figure out, should I go to another company? It was definitely not doing my own thing. It was, should I go to another company? Like, what should I do? But it seemed like everything was directing me just out of corporate America, because one of the things I had to think about is if I go to another company, what's going to be different? Mm. what's going to be different for you to be happy when you aren't happy now based on, you know, the certain criteria. And so for me, I, I realized, okay, this probably isn't the place where I should be. And so I started to look more into uh, entrepreneur opportunities. And then I was like, well, I know what I, I'm an accountant. So that means I have to do accounting, right? Like, because why wouldn't I? And, but it was no, because again, I don't have to go by what someone else believes. I don't have to go by what someone else thinks I should be doing. What the best, the part that really brought me joy from my position was being able to help my team, being able to grow my team, being able to help them get to the next level, being able to help them overcome their different barriers, whether it was a new position in my department in a completely different department or even outside of the company, just being able to help to see them grow. And I realized I really enjoyed that. And so it was, okay, well, I want to pursue that more. And so um, I, I spoke with my husband about like, you know, this is what I really want to do. And for me, why I say my role process was a little different is because I didn't start part-time. I was working in a place, um, in a position where I was probably working at least 60 hours a week and that wasn't going anywhere. I knew that wasn't going to change for me. So for me to be realistic about it, I said, if I say I'm going to do this part time, I'm going to have every excuse in the world for not pursuing this goal because I have this safety net of this job. Hmm. And I know that I had with having this safety net, I'll say, oh, I'll work on it on the weekend or I'll do it later in a year from now. I'll still be doing this. So I gave my company a 90 day notice. And I gave them 90 days because I said, I don't I'm, I'm gone. Like, there's no question about it. But I want to make sure you have time to put someone in this role and that you have time and that I can spend some time with them to get them where you need them to be. So mm -hmm. I'm giving you this 90 day notice. And they tried to push back, but I, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> but in that time, that's when I first started like getting 
my LLC establishing all those different things as far as the business was concerned. And then I left there at the end of last year and the top of this year, I hit it hard as far as pushing myself out there a little bit more to, to, to build my brand. So, you know, if you can have that savings lined up, if you can start it while you're already doing whatever your current nine to five, that's definitely the, the smartest option. <laughs> Thankfully for me, I'm, I don't rely just on, you know, my income, but I will say that I have been very blessed since I took this leap of faith and I have had great, um, you know, have great progress, uh, honestly, making even more than I did when I was in corporate. So to me, that was my confirmation that I did I took the right step and I did what I was supposed to do. So don't be afraid, but you know. <laughs> yes. Um, I think you, things you said here are very important um, for those who are trying to, you know, embark on their own thing. Um, one, you know, have a plan. And, uh, you know, once you have a plan and, you know, it's the right time to do, you know, make, make the jump. So let's talk about, now you've been doing your stuff. There are probably times where you have some, you know, um, setbacks and uh, um, or in your previous previous role, you had setbacks and you know some challenges. How do you how do you reframe challenges, you know, as a opportunity for growth and learning? Because when it comes to you know professional growth, oftentimes we tend to see the challenges as an as as an issue, and we mourn and we complain about it. And we don't see that sometimes these challenges that we face are often an opportunity for growth. How do you reframe setbacks to an opportunity for growth and learning? You know what? It's it's definitely hard in the beginning because all you're seeing is that things aren't working out the way that you need them to. You know, oh, I thought I was going to get this contract and that would have answered all of my prayers, but then that didn't happen. Or I thought that, you know, I was going to, you know, find this great deal or I thought I would be accepted into this program and then that didn't happen. So there, there's all different types of discomforts and distractions, setbacks letdowns, all of those things that you're going to have, whether you're going into entrepreneurship, whether you're looking to get a promotion, just honestly in life general. And I think for me, it takes sitting down and saying, okay, is there something that I need to learn from this? Hmm. I think that's a big one. Is there something that I need to learn from this? Uh, is there something that in this that is going to help me grow? Because it's sometimes when you just sit down and, and think about it and take a step back, you'll say, okay, well, maybe if I didn't get this promotion, but there is another role that's coming up that's even better that I can try for. And honestly, sometimes you'll say, no, I don't think this is going to help me. No, I don't think I'm going to grow from this. This is just horrible and terrible and I don't want it. But I'm a strong believer in that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, 
I also strongly believe in making your misery your ministry. Hmm. And what that means to me is that basically the same thing. Everything happens for a reason, but it is from this obstacle, you're going to be able to grow and then help someone else. Because you went through this particular situation, now you can find help that next person out who's going through this same predicament. Or now when you get to that next level and something close to this happens, you'll know how to deal with it because you've been there before. It's always, I, I can always say that it's a reason for it. There's always a reason for it. You may not see it right then. You may not understand it. But as long as you know that whatever this is that I'm going through is happening for a greater outcome in the end, and you keep that in mind, that is what helps me to say, you know what, I can, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Hmm. Make your misery a ministry. <laughs> Make your misery your ministry. Your ministry. And yeah. that is so powerful because that changes the way we see our challenges right does that makes it you know because we know that this is preparing us for a greater good and and that's you know and that's the thing you know it helps you because right now when i look back at some of the challenges i face for example when i moved to canada and the stories i share now and how you know it's been able to inspire people and help people navigate their way and i'm like it's it's really true Oftentimes, the challenges we face is just preparing us for a greater opportunity. But when we don't look back and reflect, we miss out on a lot of mm -hmm. opportunities. Because the stories you share about your challenges, the 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 the, the misery of you know, is what would inspire people to even be more drawn to you to say, "How do you do that? And how can you help us do that?" Right. Most of you, I mean, one of the speaking engagement I've gotten is from sharing my story. Like, if you do that, or if you did that, can you come help our team go through that? Like, I, I gave a, um, a presentation recently, and when I got this call, I I, I was telling some other group of how I wrote this, you know, my vision board, and I had these particular places that I wanted to speak at. I had no connection to them, right? But one thing led to another. Just sharing my story. This particular organization approached me to come speak. And one of the things they wanted to talk was about around helping their, their, their team, you know, feel confident around you know, mental resilience and all of that. At the end of the day, we were able to come up with a topic and it was around thriving in times of change and ascendancy. And one of the things that the director then, you know, who was the person inviting me said was, I re really resonate with your story of how in terms of ascendancy, in terms of challenges, you can still put yourself, you know, pick yourself back up and, you know, keep moving forward and all that. We want you to come share that story with our team because we think by the point where everyone is feeling born out and they, 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 they need something to keep them, you know, and I was like, okay, say no more, <laughs> you know? So when we look at, and I mean, that could be for me, it was speaking, right? Someone else could be that they develop a product from that. Some people mm -hmm. could develop a course from that. Some people could develop a business from that. So when we look at our miseries or look at the challenges we face, one of the things for those who are, it has happened to, to look back and reflect, what are the things that I've gone through and how can I use that? Uh, TDX would say, get a reward for your pain, right? 
as was it yeah i think it was tdjx said get a reward for your pain so i think what you just shared is so important you know how we can begin to look at those failures or those setbacks as an opportunity for growth but also for creating more opportunities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i heard someone say once that a setback is a setup for a comeback mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true uh huh. So true. Uh huh. So true. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's look at uh, you know. I, I know you talk a lot about goal setting, but what are the common mistakes that people make when setting goals? If you were to share, you know, four myths or mistakes or people, the things people do wrong, or pick, you know, the steps to take wrong, um, wrongly in time in in the, in the beat to set a goal, what would they be? I would say one would be not being realistic. And as I mentioned, I, I, I'm a, a believer in faith and in things uh, coming that we didn't necessarily plan for and things happening that, you know, we couldn't believe. But I also know that you have to work. So if you're thinking that I'm going to I'm going to go to school and get this degree and then I'll land that top management position. Oh, well, no, because that then there's some work and some levels that are required there. So right. I think being unrealistic about our goals as far as the level of work and effort that's required is definitely uh, a mistake. I think setting goals and not and expecting everything to be perfect is is a it's a setup for disappointment honestly mm. uh if you're setting a goal and you say okay this is my goal this is the this is the way that everything needs to go and if it does not go exactly according to this plan then it can't happen well i'm not sure that's a good goal then because things are always going to happen you're always going to have surprises so you have to learn how to either figure it out and keep it moving or say, okay, let me pause for a moment and deal with this. And then I can come back to it. However you, or, or make it a part of it and move with it. But you, you have to understand that there will be, uh, there will be challenges as you, as you go through it. So I, I would say not being realistic, not, I would say planning for the unplanned, uh, <laughs> I would also say a big one would be, I talk about big goals, but they need to make sense. Meaning if you're someone who loves bread and you say, you know what? I'm not going to eat bread anymore. It's not good for me. I'm not going to have it. Uh, it makes me gain weight. It makes my skin break out. Whatever it is, I'm not going to have bread. Starting tomorrow, no more bread you're probably not, you might not make it through tomorrow. But <laughs> if you say, you know what, I'm not going to have bread, but I'm going to just try now for a week. And in trying for a week, I'm just not going to have any bread. I'm not going to go as far as saying, um, um, oh, that's, that's a, is that tortilla flour or is it this? Oh, okay. Well, nope. That's probably not it. Oh, wait, wait a minute. What is that made out of? Well, fried chicken is in flour, so I can't have any chick. Like, 
give yourself grace. Mm. So give yourself grace to for for not doing it right. Give yourself grace if you fall back and or it takes you a little bit longer than it should or than you think that it should. Uh, I think you have to give yourself grace because if not, you're going to be miserable and you will quit. But if you give yourself grace to say, did I do the best that I could do for this particular stage? Mm -hmm. Am I happy with what I did? Then yes. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next step. What are the things that I can change on the next step? What are the things that I can do differently? But you have to give yourself grace because no one is perfect. That's right. No one is going to get everything right the first time. That's right. And if you were perfect, no one would want to be around you because nobody else is perfect. So you. (laughs) So I would say make them realistic. Give yourself some grace and uh, just just make sure to be okay with the unexpected. Right. And, hmm. and, and not doing those things, I think, can make someone unhappy or feel like they're not making any progress. And you really could be. Hmm. That's true. Okay. So final three questions. We're down to that questions now. Now, you can answer the question in one word or you can emphasize or especially on the word. What is a small change someone can make? What is a small change someone can make about achieving their goals? Like what is this, if, if, if you are to achieve your goal, what is that small change that you, that you can make to be able to achieve your goals? Get up 30 minutes or an hour earlier each day to spend time, whether it's on that goal whether it's print, what, whatever it is, get up 30 minutes to an hour and make that the very first thing that you do. Hmm. That's, that's powerful. Get up earlier. That's true. Okay. Second question. What is the best goal setting advice you have ever received? Oh, you know what? I would think I think it would be the one that I said in, in the mistake, which is not giving myself grace. Hmm. And so and knowing that and honestly, you know what? This was something that I was told a, a lot in life that it's OK to make mistakes. It's OK if you don't get it right the first time or even the second time. But if it's something you really want to do keep going for it, keep fighting for it because it will happen, but don't give up. And then you have to live with the what ifs. So I would say definitely giving yourself some grace and, and you're human. You're not perfect. Hmm. Awesome. Third question. What is the worst advice you have ever received about setting goals? To not set one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to to not set it and to just go for it because then there's no plan. There's no mm. plan. You can end up all over the place. You can find yourself wasting time on one thing uh, when you really could be working on something else. 
So I would say not having a plan in place would probably be the worst thing. And again, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know every single step, but start with something. Start with what you do know and then grow it from there. But if you're just like, you know what? If I wake up tomorrow and said, I am going to run a marathon. Uh, what we have, we have what's called the Peachtree Road Race. It's on the 4th of July every year. And I don't, it may be a few miles. I actually don't know. I walked it one year. I did not run it. But I, <laughs> but for the person who says, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. But you're not exercising. You're not doing any type of workout. You're not learning how to breathe. You're not doing any of those things that are required. And then you say, I'm going to get up on the 4th of July and I'm going to go run this race in this hot Atlanta sun and I am going to be okay. You, you know, you're not, you, you set a plan to fail. That's what you did by not planning. You set a plan to fail. So anyone who tells you it's okay, you don't have to, you don't need to do all of that. You don't, I would look at them with a questioning eye because that is not a good idea. Good idea. Hmm. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube um, as a as a video, um, please leave us a comment about what you think about today's episode. Um, what are the worst advice you received about setting goals? What are the best advice you received about setting goals? What did you learn from today's episode? Right. Uh, if you're also listening on Spotify or Apple, please also leave a review. Let us know what this what resonate with you most uh, about this podcast. Uh, if you have a question for uh, Sherika as well. Drop it in the chat and find a way to get the questions to her. Um, Sherika, before you leave, any final words uh, to that young? Let's, let's give an advice to your young 22-year-old, to your young 22-year-old self. What would you say to that person about setting goals? What would be your advice? I would say that the sky is the limit. Don't let other people's experiences impact your level of greatness or how far you can go because everyone else is going to try to give you their advice of, or tell you why you shouldn't do. Now, granted, there are some who I've been, you know, I've been in this world where you're trying to go, let me give you some helpful hints or things to look out for. That's one thing versus that doesn't make any sense. You don't have the education. You don't have the skills. You're not prepared. Let all of that go. Leave all of that somewhere else. I think everything today has shown us that, and especially from the pandemic, we've learned that you can be successful doing almost anything. So if there's something that you really want to do, if there's a desire that you really have, write it down, write the vision and make it plain, write yeah. it down. Mm -hmm. And write down what you're going to, what it takes to get there, but also establish some deadlines, establish some time frames. Don't just write an open-ended list because you, you won't have anything to push you to get started. So write it down, set some timelines to it, and then find you an accountability partner. Find you someone else that is going to hold you accountable, that's going to make sure that you're sticking with that. And if you don't have that person, use your phone, set up an alarm. I have so many different alarms set up. Set up an alarm, a reminder, and you can't, and if it's not complete, then you can't complete it. Just snooze it. And if you have to keep snoozing every 10 minutes until you do what you're supposed to do, 
but set find you an accountability partner or something that's going to make you move when it's time to move, something that's going to make you go, something that's going to make you take that next step. And being afraid is not a reason not to move forward. Mm. Mm. Being afraid is, is not an excuse. I'm still doing things now that make me nervous, but I'm going to do it because what happens if what happens if I don't? And what happens if I do and I'm successful? Hmm. So, you know, there there's no negative to trying. Hmm. Only to not trying and just being stagnant. So don't be afraid. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let the opinions of others stop you. Keep your goal. Write it down. Set your timelines and get to work. Get to work, get to work. You hear that from Sherika? Get to work. <laughs> Whoever's listening, if you're listening today on Spotify, get to work. There's a lot that God has planned for you. He said, may not the plans of a man, but the purpose of God prevail. Um, he has a purpose for you, um, but you have to walk those plans. And yeah, it might not be clear, or it might be clear, but you don't know how to go about it. Just trust that you figure it out as you keep going um Sherika, it was it was a pleasure to connect with you and have this conversation if our listeners are to connect with you what is the best way i know you have um transform the gap would have a website right so what is the website you want to share that and how what else what other platform is the best to to contact you or to connect so, with you yes on the website is transform the gap and gap is g-a-a-p transformthegap.com and there is uh i actually on the there's um it's called help me help you and it's a free call free 45 minute what people call a discovery call but mm -hmm. i like i call it help me help you because if there's something that you're trying to work through and i can help with that let's let's spend 30 minutes together and figure it out you know, so um, transformthegap.com, I can be reached there. I'm also on LinkedIn under Sharika Sanders. I can be reached on LinkedIn as well as Instagram, which Instagram, I am Sharika Career Advancement Coach. So I welcome any positive comments and <laughs> correspondence, but yeah, definitely willing to help and answer any questions that I can. Awesome. Awesome. So you've heard it, Transform the Gap, um, transformthegap.com, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So reach out uh, if you have questions. Uh, if, you, if you don't want to reach out to Sherika, you want to go through me, that's fine. I'll get across, I'll get a message or the questions across to Sherika. Um, but Sherika, it was a pleasure to have you on, on this conversation. Um, we hope that when next we invite you again, you'll be able to show up for us. That would be <laughs> awesome. Be Thank you so much. For those of us who are going to be watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. And as you watch, hit the subscribe button, turn the notification whenever we post our podcast videos, you get to uh, get notified when it comes up. Um, but if you also listen on Spotify or Apple, be sure to follow our podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love this episode, share it with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our episode and give us a rating. This will help our podcast get more visibility to those who don't know about this podcast. Remember, your growth is personal. No one is responsible for your personal growth but you. Stay blessed.